0: Welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Hi, everybody. This is Barney Leventino at Syosset Library. Welcome to this edition of Turn the Page. And today's guest is Susanna Marin. Susanna, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. we just on the tail end of a little bit of crazy tech um, issues to get ourselves meshed here. But here we are ready to go. Uh, Susanna, it's good to have you. Your newest book is Maribel's Shadow. And um, just briefly, tell us a little bit about that one.
1: Well, this is a novel um, about three adult daughters and their mother. And what happens is no spoiler here, Barney, but within the first 15 pages, Maribel's husband unexpectedly dies. And after that happens, everything unravels. And we realize how many secrets and lies exist among the family members and what hierarchy in a family is, you know, how the mother treats one sister versus the other. And of course, it takes place in Palm Beach. And I chose Palm Beach because it's so beautiful and rarefied. And you say to yourself, in a capitalistic society, this must be perfection. However, what is it really like for women? Yeah, I was going to touch
0: on that. This, I believe, is your fourth work of fiction, your fourth novel, right? And But you've written a lot of nonfiction as well. And you're nonfiction and you also teach in women's studies. So your your fiction, this book also is clearly derivative of that aspect of your of your interest and your writing in the nonfiction genre. So how difficult was the transition for you from nonfiction to fiction?
1: It was, as they say, an organic transition. And I actually was writing a nonfiction book right now. Um, You know, the segue makes sense to me because I've always written fiction as two. It's just that I wrote my nonfiction and I kept getting a contract for the next idea and the 13 nonfiction books written under my real name, Susan Shapiro Barish, really document how women, and as a gender professor, really document how women are positioned in society, in contemporary American society. And what is it that we really long for and why do we have to be pleasers and what is perfection and why are women judged so harshly? And since I'd written a book on sisters, a study on mothers and daughters, I've written a book on mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law. I've done three studies on the role of wife. I really felt that the nonfiction informed my fiction. And it's really, if you will, my publisher is calling it authentic fiction. So it's based really on my study.
0: The women in this book, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the content, the Barrows sisters, who are the focus of of the story, uh, Maribel, uh, her sister Caroline, and her youngest sister Raleigh. are all individually very, very interesting women. But when you put them into the mix and the combination of their relationships with each other among themselves, but also significantly with their mother is just really um, a fascinating look at, at how women themselves deal with one another and how families deal with one another And to really understand these three sisters, you kind of, I guess, have to start with the mom, with Lucinda. So let's talk a little bit about her.
1: Well, Lucinda, first of all, I would like to say that this story of the Barrow sisters and their mother, Lucinda, has been with me for many, many years, and I could never let it go. You know, I wrote several versions of this novel, because what happens when Samuel dies, Maribel's husband, and each sister is put to the test, just underscores, even in a privileged culture such as Palm Beach, how women need to survive. What is survival for each of us at, in a very patriarchal culture? So their mother is um, someone who really reinvented herself. I don't want to give away the story, but she's gotten to Palm Beach Um by sheer ambition and she's socially ambitious and her background is a bit checkered and she cares very much about the moneyed life and she cares very much about appearances and she will do almost anything to be accepted. So she really, and then in terms of the intricacies of the family, she actually plays one sister against the other. Which is very dangerous, and yet much more prevalent than we think.
0: But in the course of that, while she's playing one against the other, they're all aware of it. So it's 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 not something that they don't see between themselves, and they know that she's doing it. Um, and yet, most of the time, and again, without giving too much of the story away, most of the time they. They kind of allow themselves to get manipulated that way and allow themselves to be played one against the other, even though they're aware of it. And even though they're aware of how it it might impact their relationship with their sisters.
1: Each sister, each of the sisters, Maribel, Caroline and Raleigh, have their own agenda. And they everything was going along very well until Samuel's accident And as a result, they're like, they're they're somewhere between undone and now standing naked. And they have to figure out what they need to preserve, what the risk reward is, and how to bargain with Lucinda. Because Lucinda is hellbent on still prevailing. And what she wants has been very powerful all along.
0: What comes through, and it's almost... Palm Beach itself in a way is almost a character in the story um also it, it's like this organic entity that that has really a life of its own and it, and it 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 kind of drives a lot of what they do um, and how they how they behave um what also comes through is is the As much as they're focused on the sense of appearances and what are the other people in Palm Beach going to think, you get also the the reality that 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 veneer of acceptance, that veneer of respectability is really very, very thin. And it didn't take a lot in the case of the Barrow sisters to, to get under the surface of that and, as you say, to start seeing things for the various sisters unravel a little
1: bit. Well, yes, and there is always this message that I hear from a diverse group of women. For all of my nonfiction studies and books, I have interviewed a very diverse group of women across the country in terms of age, ethnicity, race, level of education, um, earning power, where they live, you know, big cities, rural areas, and everything in between. And what I'm hearing is really the emotional issues and the longing of women, which has nothing to do with if you earned an MBA from Harvard or you barely got through high school, if you're unhappy with your husband, if your mother-in-law is a drag, if your teenage daughter tortures you, if you really don't get along with your sister, if you're in a constant competition with your colleagues, then, you know, this is across the board, the issues for women in a very, as I said, patriarchal culture so you know where women earn voice however they can we're doing a lot better than we did in past years and and centuries of course but we're not really there yet in terms of equality and so women are always pitted against one another in this family the sisters are pitted against each other by the mother who will please the mother and why please lucinda partly because it's so exhausting not to and partly because, and this is definitely an aspect of the story that mattered to me, each sister is invested in the life to a certain extent. Uh, you know, the the luxuries and, you know, the beauty and, you know, so it's houses, husbands, children, jobs, beauty, and, you know, a money life. What What we're taught by celebrity culture and the culture at large is important to us and what women want to achieve. But each sister learns who she is as they each try to cover their tracks. You know, what really happened to Samuel?
0: Absolutely. What, what's interesting also is it, the, the Barrows sisters and their, their, their family business, the Barrows chain of stores. Um, the sisters, Maribel and um, Caroline, marry husbands who go into the family business. And it's the husbands, the outsiders, who then kind of take the reins. Lucinda is still there, but it's the husbands who kind of supplant the sisters in the business. And again, the sisters, the women, kind of get pushed to the side. And that also causes a little bit of a conflict between Mm -hmm. Caroline, who is the more driven in terms of the family business of the sister. She's the middle sister. And, and her husband, in terms of Caroline, looking for a new position within the company. And it's, it's funny to me that, that, again, the outsiders are the ones who are kind of pushing the actual blood family out of the way and saying, you know what? You're the wife. You're the mother. You go take care of the kids and I'll handle the business.
1: And so there are two sons-in-law. It's yeah. Caroline's husband and Maribel's husband who right. run the company. And that is fascinating because we think that Lucinda is such a powerful woman that she would want her daughters, but she has other hopes and, and, you know, kind of, she almost has a map laid out, you know, for each daughter and she doesn't really welcome them into the business. And of course, no spoiler here, but we learn why later. So everything about this book is um, layered. And we're sort of peeling, you know, we're going through the layers to learn what really happened. I'm hearing from some early readers that uh, the book is a page turner. So that's really exciting. And that, you know, the mystery of what happened to Samuel is there until the end. But for women, even young women, because these sisters, the older two are in their 30s. And Raleigh is in her late 20s. And the baby, and by the way, I'm very interested with all my nonfiction work in family systems. How do we fit into a family? How are we treated because of our age order, pecking order? Um, If a mother, when I did a study on mothers and daughters, called You're Grounded Forever, but first let's go shopping. And I interviewed women with all different age daughters. The mothers said that they related to a daughter, and this circles back to Lucinda, What daughter in a family of daughters does the mother relate to most? The one who is just like she was or the one who exceeds her dreams? The mother wanted to be the cheerleader. The mother wanted to have a corporate job. She didn't get there. This daughter does it. Or, you know, this daughter does it and she did it. But the identity of the mother with one daughter versus another creates such angst and such Uh, such strong emotions for the daughters. And I really wanted to look at that too in this novel, to take a look at how Lucinda treats her daughters when we're trying to uncover what really happened and how that plays out in the result. Lucinda
0: is, she's kind of the architect of where she wants them to be in terms of their social status and their standing within the Palm Beach community. Um, there's another character in the story, their aunt, their Aunt Bryant, who actually seems to provide more of the the motherly aspect that Lucinda doesn't really give them. Aunt Bryant is more of the warm and cuddly. Lucinda is not warm and cuddly at all. Um, aunt, aunt Bryant Brian. has her own sequence as well.
1: Right. <laughs> to say she seems so lavender in her approach to things so you know she she just like emotes this calm and very supportive environment for the girls and then we learn who she really is so this underscores what really goes on lurks what lurks in the lives of women in contemporary culture, and historically. And to me, it's all about survival. So even in a beautiful place like Palm Beach, where everyone has a very lovely lifestyle, and it's very elite, there is a sense that women must guard their secrets and appear a certain way. And then the irony is that we all have secrets. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And
0: um, here's a a, a confession. Now, I should have I, I was going to tell you this right up front, but this book is like way outside where I would typically be reading. Just the the whole nature of it. I'm a I'm a shoot 'em up international spy thriller kind of guy. So this was really a, this was different approach for me, and it, it was fun. I liked it. it. It again, it was outside my my ordinary comfort zone, uh, which is a good thing.
1: Well, actually, Barney, I was when we started this interview, I was so impressed by how much you really paid attention to the characters and Uh, you really understand these sisters.
0: That's my thing. I can't if I'm going to speak to an author about a book, I need to read the book. I need to kind of look into it and 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 understand. I appreciate
1: appreciate that. But I was asked um, recently on a radio show about men reading this book. And I said, of course, you know, books get categorized. This is considered um, dramatic fiction. Although um, I was told by my publicist and publisher, because it's based on all of my research, it's also something that they're coining called authentic fiction. But the, but this is a female-driven story. The men are... Um, Shown to us through the female characters' eyes, and so when I was asked, "Should men read this book?" Well, yeah, men should read the book. Absolutely, insight they into what women really yearn for.
0: Absolutely, we definitely learn a little bit, learn a lot, in in some cases about about the women around us, the women in our lives, and how again how they think and how their reactions with each other impacts on their relationships with us. So there's a lot in this for everybody. Um, the story is interesting. I, it moved along. Again, it was originally pitched to me as more of a, a mystery in terms of I'm thinking murder mystery and that kind of thing. And it's not that at all. But the mystery aspects of it, there's there's a lot of layers. There's an onion in here that you need to peel back and and see who's who really these people are.
1: It's it, what I would call it is suspense. There is suspense in this Absolutely. novel. dramatic fiction, authentic fiction, but definitely a suspense aspect.
0: I'm going to go back real quickly to the three Barrow sisters. And you talked about they each had their agenda. And yeah, they, they started out looking in different directions. Maribel, again, without giving a lot away, Maribel was painfully aware for herself that this Palm Beach society lifestyle was not really right for her um Caroline seems to be the most engaged in it, and Raleigh seems to be she's the younger sister and she's kind of going along she's also the artist of the family um so they they all have a different dynamic and they're different view of the life that Lucinda is trying to box them into. And it's interesting to see how they go about on a day-to-day basis, coping with that. And also when they're faced with this crisis that Samuel's death um, elicits, how they all respond to that and how they cope in their own ways to that.
1: Of course, the question that um, I think is so important for women Who is this man, you know, for women who are in longstanding monogamous relationships, um, heterosexual women or in marriages, who is this man at my side and who am I to be with him? What does that make me? And that's something Maribel really needs to face as this story of who Samuel really was unfolds for us. So now she has to look at herself and really claim herself. And and that's, you know, that's a big deal for women when we get to claim or reclaim ourselves. Possibly after something really serious, like um, Samuel's death, or sometimes after a very joyous time, but some kind of personal epiphany, where suddenly there's no turning back, there's only a way to go forward. So I'm a real advocate of that for women, about waking up.
0: Exactly. It's, um, these are all strong women in their own way. And Lucinda kind of made them that way, and, and they, they needed to be to be around her. But um, they're <laughs> interesting. It's a fun story. And I will look forward down the road to see where you're going next.
1: Any more novels on the horizon for you? I'm working on a new novel and a new nonfiction book. And good, good. I'll be touring for this and, you know, talking virtually to um, women's book groups and, you know, just and then, for you know, going out in real time and doing book signings and events.
0: Very good. I want to thank you so much for spending some time today and also having the um, patience to work through my tech problems with me. And, we did um, great with that. The book is Maribel's Shadow. It is um, a fun read. It's a good beach read. I recommend it for the summertime. Susanna, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Barney, for inviting me.
0: It's been a pleasure. And with that, I'm going to turn the page on this chapter of our podcast. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.